principal photography for 1995's Tom and Huck, starring Jonathan Taylor Thomas as Thomas Tom Sawyer and Brad Renfro as Huckleberry Huck Finn, was shot just outside of Springfield, Missouri. Live to a hard drive from the 16th floor of the Hammonds Tower, you were listening to Spring Food Mo, America's number one podcast, officially the number one podcast about restaurants in Springfield, Missouri. Wow. My name is Andy Carr. And my name is Dan Howell, the co-host of Spring Food Mo, uh-huh. short, of course, for Spring Food Missouri. We're not going to make a big deal about that. <laughs> it's a really great honor to have been in 417 Magazine as an editor's pick. Wait, Andy. Huh? I'm tired. Oh, of what? <laughs> <laughs> from not resting not oh, yeah, of right. anything go ahead do the thing <laughs> no that, that's it oh okay <laughs> that's the whole why, thing why you've not been resting oh yeah because uh, we gotta do all the okay, restaurants okay, okay. <laughs> related to that related to uh the person who gave us that premise uh-huh. uh had, she actually had nothing to do with this write-up i found out um we'll just read it best foodie podcast wow editor's pick in 417 magazine spring food ever heard of it <laughs> <laughs> Not going to make a big deal about the absence of the Mo. Not going to do it. Okay. If you love food, then you should be listening That's to the Spring Food Podcast. We're hosting. Go ahead. Go ahead. It's, it's ba- the name of the podcast at its, at its essence is spring food no just like springfield is yeah. called look is springfield we're not going to get into it but no you're wrong <laughs> it's spring food mo we're hosts dan howell and andy carr digging into the springfield dining scene with local guests in fact four and seven in fact four and seven managing editor claire porter was a guest in september and i assumed it was claire who wrote this and in fact was not when i sent wow. her a thank you message so that wasn't me <laughs> Uh, was a guest on in September and talked about her tasty relationship with the food at Queen City (laughs) Deli. (laughs) Love the phrase tasty relationship. It was a salacious episode. It's like uh, uh, Jack Nicholson says that in The Departed. It's like we had a tasty relationship. (laughs) Okay. Uh, Recent episodes, I was sampling every Julie's Chewy's cookie with guest Sarah Jenkins. And no, we're not jealous at all. Why would you say that? Please excuse us while we go order a box of cookies. Thank you, 417. Also, just straight up saying Sarah Jenkins' name. They, people know who she is, I guess. They did kind of neglect to mention the uh, series that that uh, Sarah Jenkins, uh, Julie's Chewies yeah. uh, episode was a part of and, you know, who set all that up and go ahead, decided to, go, go ahead. that just we need it. all 13 cookies. Just say uh, the word. The wonderful premise. Um Dan Sember. There it is. And speaking of a local (laughs) guest, please introduce yourself, sir. Hey, I'm Mike Stevens. I am the executive director of the Moxie Cinema and excited to be here. Yeah. What does that mean? What's an executive director? I I run it. Uh, It's kind of a fancy term for a nonprofit. Somebody who runs a nonprofit organization. That's what ED stands for. I've always wondered whenever I hear that in like commercials. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Um, Sorry, Mike. That means that we officially had uh, everyone who has run the Moxie at any point on the show, wow. which is pretty cool. Yeah. Dan and Nicole were on like eight or nine months ago. Yeah, or always something. one step ahead of me. <laughs> <laughs> well, we've also uh, played music that you've made on the show before. Oh, no. Really? Uh, on the Dugout episode. Absolutely. Oh, uh, what was that? Old, yeah, Honky Tonk Chateau. Nice. So uh, you have a pretty storied history playing music, too. <laughs> yeah. You've done a lot of stuff. Yeah, yeah. Honky Tonk Chateau with uh, Matt Netzer from The Dugout. Uh-huh. And uh, Chris Appleby is still playing around. And Sherry Hurst, who was... Those guys were uh, in the Smarties. Which oh, is yeah. 
What else you do? What what, what about <laughs> Foss? What about that band? Foss. That was my my high school, early college band that I was in uh, with my friends Beto, Arlo, and Cedric. And and Beto is Beto O'Rourke, who's recently erstwhile uh, presidential candidate. Uh-huh. And uh, Cedric went on to uh, the most success of all of us musically uh, with at the drive-in and Mars Volta. And, That's insane. And yeah. <laughs> just, in just LA. Cedric Bixler Zavala. Yeah, yeah. totally one, one of the crazy. Yeah. all-time greatest rock and roll vocalists. Mm-hmm. And, and, yeah. and made over. He was a, I mean, he was, cool he was a drummer. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what, what was great about him, he's a drummer, but every all three of us were... Uh, you know, in in front of him technically, but I looked back at some footage of us in in North Dakota where we were playing, and it was so apparent with the distance of years that the front man was behind the drum kit. <laughs> like he and and he had not played drums in a band before this. He was a front man in a, in his high school band called Phantasmagoria. He was a fantastic drummer. Wow. I, I listened to our old record, and I'm like. Oh, the drums really are pretty great in this. And he did not play them, and uh, and he was a total showboat behind the kid <laughs> in a great that rules. Way. Yeah, yeah. No, he was. He's he's fantastic, and and one of the funniest people I know. Yeah. Well, we've got the coolest member of the band right here. Yeah. On now, Spring Food <laughs> Mo today. You moved back here to run the Moxie, right? That's correct. Yeah, yeah. I, I so I was in Honky Tonk Chateau. And that's where I met uh, my wife, Kate, who's from Springfield. And uh, we moved away for a little bit and were in New York and wanted to move back. And this opportunity arose, basically. And, and uh, it seemed like a perfect, exciting opportunity to, to do something that uh, answered our two big problems, which was employment and, uh, <laughs> you know, something great to do once we were back there. The yeah. kind of arts in, in Springfield was just something we were concerned about coming from New York. So yeah, and uh, seems like it kind of saved the business. I mean, <laughs> no, I mean, I think Jen Nicole were doing a great job. It's just it's a tough thing, and and without nonprofit status, you can't take donations. Yeah, and so that's really especially like when I look at the year we had last year. If we didn't have memberships, like it doesn't matter what kind of savvy business person you would be. You, yeah, we would be we would be under. I didn't mean that in terms of that it needed to be saved. Just like somebody came in whenever yeah. it, uh, you know. And uh, it's still here after all those years. You know, you've been here for a while now. Yeah, so. going on ten. Man, that's wild. Is it true that you'll appear on any Moxie membership havers <laughs> podcast? Because <laughs> <laughs> that's how we so leverage. I guess so far <laughs> yeah. that's true. <laughs> Thank you for your support. Of course, love the Moxie. We talk oh. about it all the time. Well, you uh, picked the restaurant for today. Yeah. I'm going to go ahead and say it's the last time we're ever going to let a guest pick. Oh, no. <laughs> wow. I don't know why That's I cold. said that. It's not true. <laughs> no, no, I like it. <laughs> we're running out of good ones. <laughs> I mean, we have a couple booked that <laughs> the true. guests have picked. So. <laughs> That's what you think. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah. Tell us about the restaurant you picked. So, Tortilleria Perchez was the, uh, when I moved back, it was the first place I'd gone because I grew up in El Paso. So, I kind of grew up with Mexican food. When I went there, it was the first time in, in Springfield where I had Mexican food that tasted a lot like what I remember. And that's n- not a coincidence because the family's from Chihuahua, which is the uh, neighboring yeah. state of uh, across the border. And Ciudad Juarez is in Chihuahua. So, you know, they had the small street taco corn tortillas that they themselves made. I have not been there a lot in the last couple of years because I feel like the the Mexican food game in Springfield has generally stepped up. Tacos uh-huh. on Gordo. It really has. You guys turned me on to the place on um by the on the way to the airport. Right. And I Don Elote taco, yeah. Yeah. is is very good. I, I love their lengua tacos, fantastic. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, and then I want to try the carnitas at um, that place that you guys just went recently. The uh, Cesar's. No, oh, yeah. uh, well, I want to try Cesar's, which is Rogan's yeah. favorite, I guess. Yeah, but Antonio's. Yeah. yeah. All um, right. Before we go any further, let's listen to this uh, historical segment about uh, tortilla purchase. Uh, you got a new microphone, Ooh. so it might sound a little bit different. We'll see. A tortilleria, as I'm sure you can deduce, is an establishment where tortillas are produced and sold. When Tortilleria Purchase opened in 2005, that was its primary attraction. Tortillas made fresh using a machine brought up from Mexico. The business is named for its owners, the Purchase family. However, that family did not originate the business, but in fact acquired it and the tortilla machine from another family. I'm not 100% sure about this, but it seems like the Purchase family bought a business called Tortilleria Los Rosales, which had been operating out of a house since around mid-2004, attempting to provide product for other restaurants in town. The timeline fits, but I can't be certain about this, and you know, here's maybe your 10th reminder that I am not an actual journalist, and the notion of calling a stranger to confirm or deny a fact gives me insurmountable anxiety. Tortilleria Purchase, way out there on West Sunshine, is owned and operated by Jesus Purchase along with his mother Maria. Maria and her husband, also named Jesus, immigrated with their family to Colorado in the late 80s or early 90s. In Colorado, Maria got a job making tortillas. In 1995, the family moved to Bolivar, where Maria worked in the cafeteria at SBU, and her husband was an independent truck driver. Maria did the financial work for her husband's independent business as well, experience she would use later when she and her son Jesus opened their Springfield restaurant in 2005. Jesus Purchase the Younger had worked several food service jobs before opening his own place. Immediately prior to starting Tortilleria, he had been a bartender at Ocean's Inn, but after that, it was all tortillas all the time. The tortilla machine occupies an entire room, and it can produce 40 tortillas in a minute. Here's a big revelation, though. They don't really use the machine much anymore. These days, the Purchase family and their employees make the tortillas by hand, which is, you know, even more special. Tortilleria Purchase started as a grocery store and a little time passed before they started serving food using Maria's old family recipes. When the business opened in 2005, it was a small space, formerly one of those narrow Subway sandwich locations. It seated only 22 people. Over the years, more and more Springfieldians have discovered the purchased family's unique and delicious take on Mexican food, which has prompted a few expansions. In the last 15 years, Tortilleria has taken over the business spaces both north and south of their original spot, and now the restaurant seats 122, and it's not uncommon to have to wait for a table. This is one of our sloppier history segments, and I'm sorry about that. I'm still on some powerful drugs, and my mind is a little hazy. It's hard to put all the pieces together in the right order. So instead of trying to wrap all this up nicely with a joke or a sweet sentiment or whatever I usually do, I'm going to finish this with a clip of Jesus Purchase himself discussing the restaurant. 
This comes from a video produced by the Springfield Tourism Board, and anybody can watch it on YouTube. It's easy to find. Hi, my name is Jesus Purchase, and I'm the owner here at Tortilla Purchase here in Springfield, Missouri. It's always been my mom's dream to have a restaurant. I knew that I wanted to help her accomplish her dream, and I knew we had a niche for my mom's cooking, and I knew it would do good here in Springfield. The way we describe our restaurant is just like Mexican home cooking. All her recipes, is, you know, you know that if you come here, you're not gonna get just a different combination, you know, or a number with just sauce all over it. We wouldn't be where we're at without my mom's recipes and, and her support. She actually deserves a lot more credit than I do because, I mean, it's all her hard work and her, you know, dedication back there in the kitchen, and we've been a great team. Springfield has been great. The community has really, I guess you could say, embraced our restaurant. We have wonderful regulars that show us so much support. Just being a part of so many unique places that have started here in Springfield and to be a part of that is great. It's been awesome. Wow, Jesus sure does love his mom. Uh, you know who else loves his mom? <laughs> Me! My mom's birthday was last week. She turned... 50-something. Happy birthday, Mom. <laughs> Love ya. Uh, Tortilleria Purchase. Gather round. Mama, I'm so sorry. I'm so obnoxious. <laughs> oh. That was a joke for Dan and like three people. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you, you mean uh, Charlotte's not into clips? No, probably <laughs> okay, not. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, we love moms, especially ours. <laughs> the, the, our moms are some of my favorite moms. <laughs> a couple of my favorites, for sure. <laughs> T- top two. So you gave us uh, your history with uh, Tortilleria, Mike. Um, had you been there prior to our visit I today? think I'd only been there once, although maybe at one of the previous locations I, I had. had. Had anybody been there at the original narrow subway location? I had been. Uh, and I'm going to tell that story right now. Ooh. This would have had to have been somewhere like 2008, 2009. I was in the in college. I guess actually, yeah, it was, yeah, exactly. It was in 2008, and uh, I was with my buddy Jason, who was on last week's episode. Jason Group, exactly. Yeah, former Moxie employee, sweet person. Yeah. Um, How was he as an employee? Fantastic. <laughs> Hardworking, <laughs> dedicated to his craft. All yes. Right. Uh, uh, <laughs> A plus popcorn slinger. <laughs> Our friend Sam, who used to play in the, he was in the Frog Eye Jug Band. If anybody remembers, remembers that. I think that later they were called uh, Honky Suckle. <laughs> yeah, uh, he was in the, that band. He's a really nice guy. And uh, his car broke down, and he called Jason to say, "Hey, can you come pick me up?" And we were just, we all lived together at the time. So Jason said, "Hey, you want to come pick up Sam with me?" His car broke down. And I did. And uh, we, when we picked him up, Sam was like, I'm really hungry. You guys hungry? I went to this Mexican place like two or three weeks ago with these teachers. It took me there. And he didn't remember exactly where it was. It turned out he had no clue where it was. <laughs> we spent two hours driving around Springfield. <laughs> he, he thought it was called Tortilleria, uh, but he, he wasn't sure. And we also, I don't know if we didn't have smartphones at the time or whatever. We didn't know how to spell 15 it. 15 years sure. ago, maybe. Yeah. But uh, we did wind up. We found it somehow. We actually hmm. found the place. He may have had to call, and I think he maybe called one of the teachers he was with yeah. or something. And yeah, it was a little hole in the wall. It used to be just the space that you see when you immediately yeah. walk in. Had you did you go there back when it was like that? I can't remember if, if it was that small, but I definitely remember not only the most recent expansion, which is like they're 
doing well. They're uh-huh. in Tall Cotton now. Like they have a bar and. But like I remember it being a lot tighter and charming in a in a kind of like it just reminded me of El Paso going into yeah. a place on the east side of or the lower valley in El Paso with like the Mexican mariachis going and jaritos in the freezer uh-huh. and everybody was speaking Spanish and for mica chairs it was it was tight so it must have been yeah it, it was like up. two or three booths and a couple tables up right. front and that was it they had a lot more grocery stuff too I think they did a lot more just like selling stuff that you would just buy and yeah. take home to cook yourself. Uh, but yeah, they really blew up. I think the secret got out for sure. They, I think they've done three expansions because there's yeah. like two additional spaces to the north and then one very big one to the south, which is the bar. Yeah, which is like the last year, I think. Mm-hmm. It is very big in there. Like, I, I don't think I've seen all of it. Yeah. Yeah. No, you, <laughs> no, you, you didn't need, go you into the to, north You, you weren't equipped. You needed <laughs> your spelunking gear to go in there. Well, there's another little bar in the north that was like their first bar. Like the, the northern like corridor in there has another bar that only seats like four or five people. It's cool. It's a really cool little space. So let's get into the food. We got to start with chips and salsa. You know, that's where you start with the Mexican place. Any, any thoughts on the chips and salsa? I would say since I've been there, it had been a long time, and the salsa came out, and I was like, "This isn't the salsa yeah. I remembered." It's like to, it's much more tomatoey, mm-hmm. much more Americanized. And the second time I went back, Jesus was there, and he was like, "Would you like the s- spicy stuff?" Yeah. And I was like, "Yeah." And he brought out these two different styles. The first one was tomatoey based, kind of like what you get with pace. The second one was like a, a fierce green tomatillo yeah. and like a, a like a kind of pasty red, much thicker consistency, no, no chunks of tomato, and both much spicier. Mm-hmm. And, and they didn't taste fresher, but they were just more to my liking. Anyway. Sure. Well, the, the salsa that they bring out to the table, at first I thought it was going to be like a thin, watery one, but it's a lot thicker than it appears. Yeah. It's pretty liquidy, but all the chunky parts like sink beneath the juices when it's in the little container. But when you get a good scoop down there, you discover it's like a pretty, pretty thick salsa, even though all the contents have been pretty finely chopped. You see like cilantro and seeds of tomato. It's pretty mild. It's very tomato-y, yeah. but I liked it a lot, uh, mostly for the texture. It's like that very finely chopped or blended tomatoes, peppers, onions, kind of mixing with this thick mush. It's good. It's I good. loved it. I yeah. thought it was fantastic. Mm-hmm. It tastes fresh. I mean, it tastes yeah. homemade, oh, yeah. right? Yeah. They might, have well, they might as well have just made it. Taste that fresh. Now, we really need to talk about these chips. Yeah. Um, they've changed drastically over the years. I don't even know if they make their own chips anymore. Yeah, I wouldn't know. Yeah, I feel like chips in general, I heard you guys recently talking about this. You're like, I feel like it's a rare chip that you're like, this chip is it. Uh huh. Yeah. I yeah. found well, it. The holy grail of yeah. chips. This place used to have, and I say this like unequivocally, they used to have the very best tortilla chips in town because they would just take their handmade tortillas and chop them into triangles and, and fry, fry them. them. Yeah. And they don't Man. do that anymore, but like they were thick and crunchy. Oh, and they were they were so good. They were so good. I, I, I miss them. Doubt these are made in house. They're they're fine. They're, yeah, I, there's nothing super special about them, but they kind of have the extra crunchiness yeah. of just a bag chip. They were like a very good bag chip. Yeah, absolutely. You know? Yeah. Uh, I miss those old ones. <laughs> miss those old ones real bad. Let's talk about tortillas. You know, that's what's what they're there for. Uh, <laughs> that's what they're there for. <laughs> I don't know. Tort- yeah, it's obviously it's in the name. We got to talk about the tortillas. I just find it fascinating that they have that huge machine and don't use it anymore. That was, yeah. I'm not aware of that. I mean, it really takes up a ton of real estate in that place. Mm-hmm. Why are you expanding? Just... 
you know, cannibalize that machine and yeah. clear out some space. Back there. I think they, they don't use it nearly as often. Okay, is gotcha. what he said. I, right. I bet they Fire still it use it some, week. but yeah. Um, now they don't make the flour tortillas in house. Yeah, which is pretty interesting. I know some of us had pretty strong feelings about the flour tortillas, <laughs> but uh, those corn tortillas are the ones we need to focus on because those are the ones that they make. They're they're very thin, but they're hefty. Like hefty enough, you only really need one for a taco. And a lot of times they're like double tortilla, your street taco. Yeah. You definitely don't need that no. here. They're, they're It's not that they're thick. It's that they're dense. They're rich. And they're just about every bit as good as you'd expect from a place named for its house-made tortillas. I think I just eat them straight up and... Well, I did do Straight that. Up. I did do that when I got home. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta say, I loved my flour tortillas. Yeah, yeah. I, I they were fantastic. They were like had so much browning on them, and were just had such like a rubbery bite. That doesn't sound good, but I, I just like <laughs> the rubbery, uh, <laughs> the nice pull and got bite, formaldehyde <laughs> smell yes, to yeah, it, absolutely. rubbery, yeah, um, hard as a rock. Um, <laughs> no, no, I I loved the flour tortillas, but. I'm, that's your your flower your guy. jam. Yeah, I, I'm following the bride down the wedding aisle. You're a flower child. I'm a flower boy. <laughs> okay. Well. <laughs> uh, rice and beans. I think we probably all got rice and beans. I like those beans. They're they're very thin, but they're also rich. They don't put as much cheese on top as most other places. You just get a little sprinkle. They're so thin they're almost more like a bean dip rather than your standard fried beans. Still liked them. I thought they were best when they were mixed with rice or dipped with a tortilla. That was pretty great. Little dips of the tortilla in the beans. Turn it into a dip, even if it's not one. <laughs> Any bean thoughts? For a, dip, for a dipping man like yourself? <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm, not, I'm not a bean guy. I, yeah. I dip my chips in it a couple times, but I like the salsa so much that it's yeah. it's hard to deviate from that. It, they, they were fine, but I just, just not a bean guy. I'll never understand you non-bean people. <laughs> <laughs> I went uh, with Unless my... we're talking Mr. Bean. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a big bean guy. <laughs> I went with my buddy, uh, an, old, an old buddy named J.D., we went to lunch together uh, this week, and he didn't eat a single bean on his place. Like, what are you uh, thinking, man? <laughs> you get you get after those beans. I love them. I love beans. But his beans? No, I didn't. I didn't uh, eat his beans. Okay. What did he say? Nothing. I didn't actually say that to him. I'm not gonna bean shame <laughs> someone. It's this for the show, man. No, Come I'm on. Gonna, I'm not gonna do that to his Play face. Part. I'm gonna do it publicly. <laughs> Save it, it for the podcast. Stick your phone microphone in his face. <laughs> uh, rice. Somebody else talk about the rice. I've been talking. A I lot. enjoyed the rice plenty. I didn't think it was super special as far as the uh, different Spanish or Mexican rices that we've had. Uh, but I, I really liked it. I thought I thought it was nice and well seasoned. Yeah. And yeah, I'll lovely. have I'll have double rice, no beans. Oh my goodness! And that's not yeah. any anything against our beans. I'm just I'm personally very offended. If, if it weren't I'm just for not the a show, I I beans would guy. would have just doubled up the rice. Huh? Yeah. Wow. Absolutely. I mean, I love beans, but just not refried beans. All right. This Don't like get me wrong. Thin grain rice, soft, hot. Only I thought it was only lightly seasoned, which I appreciated. It wasn't like too intense Soft or anything. and hot, though. Mm. Much like the beans, I thought the rice was fine on its own, but it really needed to be supplemented by another flavor to really make it pop. Like the texture and the flavor, the rice and the bean combo here is like perfect. Yep. Like they're just perfectly calibrated to go together. Really enjoyed those a lot. All right, let's move into tacos. Ooh, yeah. I didn't get any. Wow. So you two, go ahead. I only had one taco. I, I revisited today after Andy and I got a chance to go last night. 
and my girlfriend and I both got a fish taco. We're huh. big fans of the fish tacos at Purple Burrito, of course. And uh, these are much, much different. Uh, basically can't even be compared. They're not fried. They're big chunks of white fish meat. Uh, In a marinade or... It's not particular. I've never had their fish tacos. It I- didn't seem marinated, but it did come with its special orange, like some kind of mayonnaise-based sauce. It didn't say exactly what it was, uh, but they were fine. I, I prefer to I prefer a fried fish taco. Yeah. Um, they definitely had a fishier smell than you get with uh, something fried. But that wasn't like a bad or off-putting thing. It was just uh, it, it was it was nice, fresh white fish. I mean, probably not that fresh. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah. straight out of Table Rock Lake. Yeah, it was good. <laughs> I, I, I enjoyed the uh, corn tortilla on that one, yeah. although. Gotta say, it fell apart a little bit. Oh no, kidding. That, well, uh, underneath that fish. Yes, that's probably put some pressure. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I I was there on Taco Tuesday, and I traditionally don't get tacos on Taco Tuesday with the prejudice of like, well, they're just throwing anything in there. Yeah. Um, uh, but that meant a limited menu on what they offered on that, which was too bad because they're the most Americanized. They were like a pulled pork, and I don't know if it was the carnitas. Yeah, it didn't taste like carnitas to me. Um, but it was, it was pork and then chicken and ground beef and the ground beef was the best by far, but all of them, I needed to put some salsa on mm. some spice on, sure. um, in the past I've had their cachete, which is a, a cheek beef cheek, which was really good. Uh, but again, I feel like, um, the stuff that I really love there is the pozole, uh, um, soups. Uh, and so that's what I, I got the other times cause I knew I, I loved them. And for tacos, Donalote's great on glenstone yeah. and tacos el gordo which you guys oh yeah on to. a lot of good tacos we got to stop covering oh, mexican goodness. places we really yeah. are running out there's a lot of good ones <laughs> all right uh let's get into the entrees mike just go ahead and tell us about your pozoles yeah so yeah i had two different pozoles and they were both uh the first one was uh on tuesday there were specials tuesday and wednesday i went and uh so the tuesday was uh a red spicy with pork and uh was fantastic it i I needed to put a little spice in it for me, uh-huh. um, but I just love bazole. It's a hominy soup. I don't know what kind of pepper they use. Maybe a little chipotle. I was ostensibly having a work meeting, but it was hard. You know, it was hard to focus. Don't <laughs> tell me, buddy, because it was really good. The following day, I had the green, spicy green bazole. So I just was interested to, to compare and contrast. Whatever was the most recent one, I was like, oh, no, this is obviously the best one. Um, but I had the red leftovers today at, at, at the desk while I was working. And I was like, no, 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 it's the red one's my favorite now. Sure. I just, uh, yeah, I, I was, I'm a fan of their their pozole. Man. So you you still got to go twice, though, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's I, why if you went and saw Little Women at the Moxie, there was a real missing because uh, Mike was so distracted by these pozoles, he forgot to <laughs> forgot to get yeah, that third reel. reels. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> uh, I went twice, and the first trip I got uh, guisado de barbacoa. The shredded beef cooked with a pico de gallo sauce as well as a family recipe seasoning served with rice and beans, which mm. we already discussed. The word guisado means... Stew, Ooh. stew, which makes total sense when you eat this because it's you know pretty soupy, but that's not exactly right though because you can get it on a fork and it doesn't drip, you know. But there's still a lot of liquid in there. Uh, it's fantastic, uh, like so much different than I expected. Also, I expected it to be a little drier for one thing. I 
obviously didn't know guisado meant stew. If I'd have known that, my expectations would have been a little different. <laughs> you know, usually shredded beef at Mexican restaurants is like thick and chewy, but this was like when a crock pot roast beef has been cooked just long enough. It's like tender and juicy and stringy. just like falls apart when you stick your fork into it. And of course, it had been cooked with like small slices of like red and green peppers and onions, pico de gallo. It's all mixed together. You know, it's not like one thing on it, that stuff's not on top. It's all been mm. cooked together and stewed together for probably a while. So you get all those flavors at once mixed in with the meat. Oh, man. And whatever that secret family seasoning blend is, <laughs> whew, it's rich, savory, juicy. It's all around it's just lovely. They serve it with a couple tortillas, actually three tortillas. So you can use the barbacoa to like make your own little tacos. I wound up just dipping my tortillas in the beans because I didn't want to like muffle the, the flavor of the beef. It was so good. I didn't need any tortilla flavor to go along with that. Oh, love this. Can't wait to go get it again. <laughs> Andy. It's awesome. That barbacoa. Uh-huh. Ooh, boy. I had the barbacoa torta. Ooh. I love and, tortas. Oh, so as Andy mentioned, a very, I, I think you called it a wet beef. <laughs> It was a very it's wet beef. Not what I said. <laughs> That's okay. I don't know. Rewind. Let's go with it. <laughs> wet beef. <laughs> we'll hear Andy said wet beef. There's a wet beef sandwich out <laughs> yeah, there, right? Mexican wet beef. Yeah. It basically was. Uh, I feel like most tortas I've had have been on f- a flatter piece of bread, uh, kind of a wide, flat piece of bread. Uh-huh. This was on... Tor- torpedo shape, kind of bo- bolillo. This was... Absolutely that. <laughs> this was a thicker piece of bread, uh, okay. nice and dense, and it really needed to be to soak up all that barbacoa juice. <laughs> Man, it was good. They uh, Guacamole spread on the bread, lettuce, tomatoes, shredded cheese. It it was awesome. I, I think I've had a couple torches for the show, and I'd say this is easily the best one. That was Really loved it. I haven't had a torta there in a while, but their Milanesa, I remember being really good, which is like a breaded cutlet, pork cutlet. Oh, with man. the same kind of like avocado base. And yeah. I think they may have spread sour cream on the other side, or not sour cream, probably just cream. Mm-hmm. I, I think one of our other dishes was served with that, and it was not sour and a little thinner. All right, strap in. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I got the mo- uh, Wednesday special. Uh, whenever you and I went together, Dan, we both got Wednesday specials, which Ooh. is pretty cool. Uh, sure I got did. the mole de pollo plate, which is which the menu call- says chocolate ancho chili sauce over two chicken thighs. I knew immediately this was for me. First of all, I love mole sauce. It's well documented. Uh, for the second trip, I had intended to get the mole enchiladas, but then lo and behold, the special had a mole dish with chicken thigh said it a bunch of times mm. on the show before chicken thighs better than chicken breast mm-hmm. more fat more flavor it's better you're you're notedly a thigh guy. i'm a thigh guy <laughs> not shy about it uh the dish shows up and on the right side are like the rice and beans and the left side is this huge pool of, like deep dark red mole sauce sprinkled with sesame seeds with two bumps that i can only assume are the, god <laughs> two bumps that i can only assume are the chicken thighs because i can't actually see them under the sauce. The dish also comes with tortillas so that you can pull the thigh apart and like build a little taco. Again, you know, I already said that about the other thing. So I started eating and quickly discovered that these are bone in chicken thighs. Yeah, you did. Which is even better. <laughs> so they're using poultry that's barely been processed, which obviously rules. I mostly just ate the thigh uh, meat with a fork, didn't do the tortilla method again. Like the chicken was just tender, fatty, juicy. So good. Because it was bone in, there was some gristle in there, but I just dealt with it. You know, I did what I had to do. 
didn't like that I had to do it, but I just did it, and it was totally worth it. Now, the mole sauce. I love a mole sauce that has a cocoa flavor and the spiciness, like right up front, like really intense. This was not that. This mole sauce was a lot more subtle and balanced, and you got a little cocoa flavor in there. There's a little kick to it, but I, I think if you didn't know there was like a chocolate component to this that you wouldn't guess. Um, you just think it was like a nice, savory, dark red sauce. It's, it's pretty thick, almost like a gravy. It's like definitely thicker than your typical enchilada sauce. Liked it a lot, even if it wasn't my you know favorite preparation of mole. Also, got to say, I prefer the chicken mole dishes uh, where the chicken has been shredded and cooked in the sauce rather than when the sauce has been ladled over the top. Um, I want that mole flavor blended with the chicken flavor, and that wasn't really the case here. But again... Um, I don't think I realized that until last night that I preferred that. You know, is that just a personal preference thing? Um, The best mole bites I had when I mixed it with the rice. That mole flavor and the rice texture. mm, Just fantastic. Loved it so much. You know, you you got another entree, right? Ooh, Andy. Boy, did I. I got another one of the wind days. Wednesday. Okay, got another one of the Wednesday specials, the nopales plate. Oh, I wanted to get that. I love nopales. Pork and cactus in a slightly spicy, oily sauce served with rice and beans. The pork uh, was perfectly cooked. I really enjoyed it. It wasn't uh, shredded like carnitas. It Uh was just chunks of pork uh there was a ton of cactus in there like i was uh i i had no clue how it was even going to be prepared i've never had cactus before um i've i've never even seen it cooked so i wasn't really sure what to expect um glad they took those needles out gotta (laughs) tell (laughs) you funny (laughs) (laughs) Uh, but basically they were just cut like short cuts of green peppers basically and cooked and stewed in this sauce to the point of just absolutely melting in your mouth. Um, Andy had one and remarked that it was kind of like a cross between a green bean and a green pepper. Mm -hmm. And I definitely Mm -hmm. agree. That's like, a, a good a good comparison. Yeah, I think that was pretty genius. <laughs> um, <laughs> it was the yeah, smartest thing I heard already. all day. <laughs> <laughs> I watched a speech by Dr. Cornell West, and then Andy said that. <laughs> uh, man, this was so good. The sauce was just so rich and spicy, but not too crazy spicy. I, I really loved it, and I, I ladled it all over my flour tortillas and just <laughs> shoveled it into my face. I loved it. I brought some home to my girlfriend. She loved it as well. And uh, now she's cooking up all the cactuses in the house. <laughs> <laughs> needles. Don't forget those needles. <laughs> oh, yeah. uh, do you have anything else to talk about? You know what? I had two. I had the guacamole. Super fresh. Kind of like it reminded me of the salsa and so far that you're like, okay, these were well chosen. This is not an avocado that's gone bad. Uh-huh. I added stuff. I think in general as they've gotten more popular, they might have just recognized that the palates in Springfield just they got to appeal to a broader broader selection. Uh-huh. And so I had I put on salt and pepper, which I don't, I can't remember doing in a guacamole ever, and then and some salsa too. But it was it was fantastic once I got got it to my liking. Uh, and then I also got spicy green beans, oh, wow. which I'd never Ooh. seen on a 
menu before at a Mexican food restaurant, and then it came out and it was fr- they were fried, uh-huh. and he, apparently they fry them in this kind of like um, a spicy batter that uh, similar to what you would see see in the chili relleno, but oh, maybe man. with a like, cumin. Uh, added and it's very un-Mexican. Like I, they t- I talked to him <laughs> later, and he's like, "No, we just added that. I'm glad you liked it, uh, but it's not really." I was like, "I don't think of that as a Mexican food." And he's like, "No, it's not really, but uh, people like it." And I did. I, I have to admit, I was like, "Oh, that's tasty," and I, I ate probably way too many. Uh, I was not expecting them to be fried, but as soon as I saw them fried, I was like, "Aha! Oh, yeah. What's going on?" That sounds great. <laughs> that sounds so good. We got a pork tamale. You know, it oh. came in the traditional style. Was wrapped in the corn husk. The you know actual masa like case was hot but not steaming. Sometimes we get them there like steaming. You know this was so soft it fell apart a little as I was taking it out. Tasted cakey and rich. The pork was maybe a little drier than I prefer, but I thought it was still pretty good. I, I really like tamales. I feel like like a really outstanding one is pretty rare. And this was a good one. I was happy we got it, but it, it didn't blow me away or anything. Yeah, I used to get tamales from here for Christmas because that's a tradition. Uh, in Mexico, this last year was the first time I went to Tacos El Gordo, mm. and their tacos are fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. I tried the tamale. Not a big tamale guy. Yeah. I, oh, I, man. I, I never love a tamale, so don't, didn't just... <laughs> too yeah. much corn. Maybe if they made them out of too flour. Too much corn. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Please, baby. <laughs> Give me that gluten tamale. <laughs> now, the last thing that we tried was a sope with chorizo. Oh, yeah. So Dan and I split that just to try it. We talked about sopes a bunch of times before, but they're basically like these flat fried cups made of corn flour topped with meat and lettuce and cheese and whatever else. Chorizo is not listed as a meat option for the sopes, but I asked for it and our server hesitated maybe a fourth of a second <laughs> before saying sure and boy, I'm glad that she allowed us <laughs> to do this. We, we asked her, uh, the light left her eyes for just a moment. <laughs> <laughs> she stared <laughs> a thousand yard stare. <laughs> Came back. Only a fourth of a second, but she couldn't miss it. Man, that mix of spicy chorizo and like the crispy fried masa might have been the highlight of the whole yeah. meal. It was really good. The sope was much thinner and also much wider than the other ones we tried for the show. Like the mm-hmm. circumference was much greater. Huge. Yeah, really big. It's almost like it was a almost bigger like than a, a CD. Yes, Sorry. a little bit. No, no, that's great. It's a great description. <laughs> it would be like if you ordered a like a Mexican pizza at a fast food place and got this, you it, it wouldn't surprise you that if this is what you got. That makes any sense yeah. at all. It was crispy. I keep saying things are rich here because they are. Like there's a lot of fat and whatever mm-hmm. the, and everything they're cooking here, and, and I mean that as a massive positive. It's almost buttery, and that chorizo, man, definitely had a breakfast sausage flavor profile. This great balance of heat and seasoning, and it was it was greasy, but not nearly as greasy as uh, sausage or some oh, yeah. chorizo usually is. Yeah. Um, it really did remind me of like a Jimmy Dean sausage, and like cooked and drained, but then seasoned with some paprika. And I, I, again, that's one hundred percent positive. Like this was so awesome. I wish I had another one right now. Andy, I got. Did you bring uh, one? No, I got another one today. <laughs> uh, whenever I got takeout for me and my lovely dime piece girlfriend, uh-huh. and uh, wait, I thought her name was different. Oh, what? Smoke, smoke show. Smoke show. Yeah. yeah, I I should really change it up more. Uh, uh, <laughs> hot dog. <laughs> my, my beautiful. Yeah, I love that <laughs> hot dog. Um, got the uh, carne asada, and mm. I gotta say, the chorizo just blows it out of the water that it was fine i think the carne was probably my least favorite of all the different meats i tried uh but man that the chorizo i'd I'd get it on any of their dishes that it's offered so you'd say carne aside nah (laughs) 
Um, I actually wouldn't <laughs> say that. <laughs> Mike, would you say that? All right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So with that perfect joke, <laughs> let's uh, I, let's I go ahead and rate. It was said. <laughs> <laughs> let's go ahead and rate Tortilla Purchase. How many out of five corny flatbread factories would we all rate Tortilla Purchase? Mike, you're our guest. We will begin with you. Uh, I just love the guy and, and the family doing it. So for that, I give them like a five. But I think these in this competitive Mexican market, more like a four. Oh. But nothing against them. I mean, it's just it's a tough Mexican yeah, market totally, out there. Yeah, totally. Totally. A lot of good ones. I really, really enjoyed my visit this time. Uh, the first time that I went with my girlfriend just a few, like four or five months ago uh-huh. now, uh, we didn't love it. Oh. Um, and we couldn't even really remember why this time whenever we were visiting. And uh, I, I was I was just blown away by it this time. I really loved everything I got. Everything just had like little bits of juicy melty fat in it mm-hmm. <laughs> like all their meats were just equipped with this fat that melts in your mouth and is so good and uh yeah i, got, I think i gotta go like 4.5 that's that's great man. I, I love it you know what i hadn't been in there in a few years probably but every time i go in if jesus is there he recognizes no, me he and told, says he's hi. got such a good touch yeah i mean he's such a nice guy and obviously doing a great job with the food I, I love this place. I think this is great. Um, I wish it was closer to me so I could go there yeah. more often. Yep. You know, that's really I, the reason why I don't go as much because now, like, it's just a, it's a haul. Yeah, it is. I, I work relatively close, and a couple times I've driven, not driven, but like I've uh, pushed my staff toward going to Tortilla, and that's <laughs> kind of become a fairly regular place for us to go. Nice. Uh, well, we haven't been in a few years, but there was a streak there where we went, you know, a couple <laughs> times in a year, which is kind of a big deal to get a bunch of yeah. people like consensus. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, because uh, it could go the wrong way. You'd be like, we all agree on Applebee's. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, or Panera Bread. Uh, Ooh, yeah. No, thank you. Okay. I uh, don't want to get into Not that. Not for Danny. <laughs> Not for Danny. <laughs> um, I, I love this. It's really unique. There's You can get tastes and uh, flavors here that you can't really get anywhere else in town. So it's just a very specific preparation of Mexican food. I guess like a Chihuahua or... Yeah, northern Mexican. Uh, like, so I, I've not had their mole, which is more southern. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Man, uh, I'm going to go a very strong 4.5 wow. as well. So we got a 4 and a 4.5 and a 4.5. So that's tr- Tortilla Purchase. <laughs> Please don't get mad at us. We love you. <laughs> I, I, yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, so now it's time for our special guest interview segment, Last Meal. Funny bitch. Well, Mike... Yeah. Bad news. It's been a good long run at the Moxie, but uh, Mayor Ken McClure, he's got it out for you, man. You got to you know, if if he's one thing, he's consistent and he doesn't seem to like the arts no. um, in some cases, just like reading in general. I uh-huh. think he had a problem with like maybe public speaking at one point. <laughs> I think maybe uh, <laughs> cooking in <laughs> restaurants. Yeah. <laughs> I don't um, think he's into those either. But he's a. Uh, doesn't love film. He's anti-film. Yeah. This Mayor Ken McClure. Also anti-video. <laughs> yes. Yeah, that as well. Um, he's subjugating you to uh, 
not an execution. No, what no. is it now? Lifetime of uh, cold oatmeal, unseasoned oh. oatmeal. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just you guys backed off on it. I feel like we need to unpack why you backed off on that. We want, trying to get? We're trying to get some <laughs> Who politicians. Who are you trying to get? <laughs> yeah. Which <laughs> politicians? Say their names. I don't know. They should the respond to my messages. To they should respond to the messages that I sent. <laughs> I, we're trying to get Cory Booker and Rosario <laughs> Dawson <laughs> on the show. <laughs> hey, that, it's, that'd be a good get. I, I, I emailed him the day that he dropped out. I thought it may have been the reason. <laughs> it's been a while since Rosario slid into my DMs. You know, it's probably why she hasn't responded. <laughs> Continue. So <laughs> he's not that much of a monster. He's he's going to give you one last four course meal, wow. even though one of the courses is just a drink. Um, <laughs> but it all has to be local restaurants. It looks like you came prepared here. I you got a written. piece of paper here in front of you. Uh, go ahead and hit us with your drink, appetizer, entree, and dessert for your last meal. I have to say, I know I'm not alone in saying this is this is uh, my favorite segment <laughs> that you guys do. It's really great. And, we almost uh, considered stopping doing it. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> so yeah, I've used it as a uh, party conversation starter like multiple times. Super effective. And people get immediately engaged. Huh. And uh, I'll tell you so. what it is for us a crutch. <laughs> yeah. A way to fill yeah. the middle of the yeah. show. Uh-huh. <laughs> Hang on to that crutch, brother. So, since the restaurant I uh, picked wasn't downtown, I felt like a downtown loyalty to, to focus. Uh, I would start with an old fashioned from the Hotel Vandervoort, mm-hmm. which is sure. probably my favorite mixed drink uh, anywhere. S- smoked old fashioned. Yep. Yeah. A lot mm-hmm. of discussion of that recently. Yeah. Uh, and then. Uh, I think I was kind of debating between getting nigiri from Kai or I think more likely from the Greek belly. Hopefully I pronounce this right. The Tiraka Fatari. Okay. I'm sure that that was exactly right. (laughs) Thank you. We struggled struggled through that episode with Roasted banana peppers with whipped feta. Oh, man. And then you guys probably know this already, but the Golden Girls pizza is fantastic. Oh. That Rogan made that claim, I think, here in this very studio. And he's not wrong. He, wow. It's really great, and th- so that would be my my entree. It would be a Man. veggie pizza. I've only ever Golden seen Girl. it. I've never had it, but it looks and smells so so good. I think the last five awesome. times that we've gone out on a date, my wife and I, that's we go and we get you know our drinks from Golden Girl and order a veggie pizza to split and go to a movie. It's it's good. So I was like, I'll do that again. Uh, and then for dessert, I have to say, I mean, originally I was going to say I'll just have a. Mai Tai and stick at the Golden Girl for my dessert. But then I listened to you guys. The uh, And last night I went with my two daughters to Andy's to get the uh, James Brown oh, funky yeah. jackhammer. Uh-huh. <laughs> got it. it's yeah, and, and it's downtown. Andy's is based downtown. Right. So I feel like I can kind of get yeah, sure. that Corporate in there. Maybe. Corporate yeah, see that sign and get excited, but then there's no, <laughs> ice, yeah, there's no, there's ice no ice custard cream. there. Yeah. Right. So that's, that's mine. My wife also has a, a last meal. Oh, uh, selection! But I didn't know if that was. That I was. mean, she yeah. can come on sometimes. She <laughs> yeah, wants to do it. Go. I'll tell her that. <laughs> yeah, she come on. Great. Well, that's cool. Um, I think he's still gonna make you eat the oatmeal, though. <laughs> no <laughs> reprieve. <laughs> All right. So uh, we we invited you for this episode for a specific reason, and that's because uh, it's kind of a peak time for the Moxie. It's like a big business time for you guys, right? Yeah. You know? Historically, it's awards just... season. Ooh. What do you have planned right now? So right now we have uh, a movie called Parasite, which is a Korean language movie mm. by Bong Joon-ho, which is uh, 
fantastic. If you haven't got a chance to see it, it's really it's up for best picture, best director. Um, it's so cinematography. good. Cinematography. It's so good. Yeah, it's fantastic. It's one of those movies that uh, I mean, it's a multiplex movie in in Korea, but here since it's subtitled, it's in an art house. It is absolutely a pleasurable, but also thoughtful movie. Yeah, right. I mean, it's, it's kind a, of a thriller. Yeah. It's harder to describe it with like one. It's a roller like coaster. It's multiple genres genre, in one, yeah. and you buckle. It's, and I'd heard so much about it, so much buzz. When I sat down within the first five minutes, I was like, "Oh, what was I? Why did I doubt?" Like uh-huh. you immediately knew it was so funny, so quick. And I was like, "Okay, this isn't going to be scary, or if it is, it's not scary right now." It's it, like it, I was super impressed, and uh, so that's on. God, what else do we have right now? <laughs> uh, you. I don't know if it'll still be playing, but you were playing that Terrence Malick movie this week. Yes, Hidden Life will be on for one more week, and that did not get a lot of Oscar love, but the distributor positioned it, like, thinking it was going to. Uh-huh. Uh, I've yet to see it. I'm going to see it with my daughter, who's 11, and I feel like that three-hour kind of Man. dark uh, holocaust. <laughs> she uh, needs a nap? Yeah, well, she's she's the one who's pushing for it, so I'm going to oh, cool. wait waiting to see it with her, uh, because it's PG-13. Um, but apparently it's fantastic. And then uh, on Friday, um, which will be after this comes out, thanks. This week, yeah. Oscar Shorts animated. Uh, we're doing all three simultaneously because the Oscar season is really tight this year. They, mm. they have the ceremony on February 9th, so January 31st. We, we just had started the Oscar Shorts package, all three of them, animated, live action, and docs. Um, apparently less intense than last year, but still, like like every year, they're going to be you know, the animated might be a little lighter, but there's some serious content in there. People taking on issues. Young filmmakers frequently uh, doing small, smaller projects at uh, at the top of the game. Uh huh. Yeah, I love the Moxie. My, I'm so glad you're on. You love, love going there. I, I do love movies. That's, <laughs> you know, those two things may be related. <laughs> I've never connected that before, but I think that may be the reason I love the Moxie so much. You know, it's it's awards season. Next Sunday is a bi- the biggest movie awards show. Yeah. You know, we're not going to say the name of it. It's kind of like whenever you talk about the big game that no. just happened two days ago. No. You know, for some reason, you can't say that. <laughs> you can't say Super Bowl. You can't, can't, a- you yeah, you can't advertise it. Okay. You can't be like, yeah, well, you, you have to have the it. express written consent of the NFL. Oh, gotcha. That, that's the problem. Well, the big game of movies is next <laughs> Sunday. And last year, we did our own awards, but we did them after this ceremony. We decided, you know what? We're going to hand out our awards before that big ceremony. Yeah, absolutely. This I year. mean, Andy and I are known filmers. and uh, Filmers. We were, we were actually approached this year by... I, I guess a corporation uh-huh. to uh, to present some awards for their award show. So uh, uh, I, I'm happy to present that Andy and I, right here on the podcast right now, will be hosting the Oscars. That's right, folks. It's the Oscars Film Awards presented by Oscars Famous Ribs. For good ribs, put on a bib and get some Oscars at your crib. <laughs> Dibs. <laughs> Discerning filmers know. The Oscars Awards is a sort of predictor of other bigger, more academic award shows. While those awards are decided by a committee vote, the Oscars Awards are decided entirely by Dan, myself, and our guest Mike, right All here right. Uh, on the spot. Yeah, and um, the the cool thing about the Oscars Film Awards is that they're objectively correct. So uh-huh. that that uh, that's what I've always loved about them, and and they generally predict what the uh, more the bigger Academy awards are going to 
be handed out and those always get it right as well uh historically so i'm pretty excited to be hosting here today all right so i guess the first award on the docket is going to be a best supporting actress wow and you know the nominations for some of these are exactly the same (laughs) as the nominations for the the big game on sunday <laughs> so yeah, actress in a supporting role, Kathy Bates and Richard Jewell Lord during a marriage story, Scarlett Johansson, Jojo Rabbit, Florence Pugh and Little Women, Margot Robbie and Bombshell. I missed Bombshell. I did too. Um, reviews put me off. You know, I'll do that. And my time is precious. Has been for the last four weeks, but <laughs> most of the time it's very precious. Um, I think of those really thought. They're all really great, to be honest. It's very hard to choose which one is best. Probably Florence Pugh. She's incredible in that movie. She's a. Uh, I, I would honestly give it to her for Midsommar. Uh, yeah, over I didn't Little see Women. any of those movies, but, uh, but I did see Midsommar think, just a couple days ago. So yeah, yeah Florence. those two combined almost seem like worthy. Uh, I my hunch is uh, Laura Dern. Will yeah, she's she's kind of it, it's her time. Yeah. You know, she's done a lot of great work over the last five six years. I guess it's not a hunch. Gotta um, say. The lack of nomination for the costume department at Midsummer, yeah, kind of disappointing. Very disappointing. That, that flower dress at the end, particularly incredible. Or maybe the effects department. I don't know. In, Sorry, uh, we're getting off cinematography. Track here. That movie looks beautiful. It, yeah, yeah. I, th- I think it could have been awarded for a lot of things. Okay, genre, so okay, genre prejudice. A little bit. Yep. A little bit. Absolutely. Just tell us our next award, Dan. For our next one here, we've got. Best movie based on Shia LaBeouf's life. <laughs> so uh, up first, we've got Honey Boy, of course, um, based on his role in the Even Stevens show and his uh, relationship with his father. Yeah, his abusive father. Yeah. Um, we've got Ford v. Ferrari, where he attempt- races Enzo Ferrari or something. <laughs> uh, Frozen 2. Ah. Um, of course, Gemini Man and Terminator Dark Fate. Oh, Okay, so that's that's pretty special. Um, who's, the, who's the winner on this one? He's had some experiences, Shia. Uh huh. I mean, for me personally, I've got to go Ford v Ferrari. I, I don't know about you guys. <laughs> this is this is not what you said you were going to do. I haven't seen it, but Gemini Man. <laughs> oh yeah, I did see. I've seen all those movies. <laughs> Wait, well, which I one are you going the best with? one? Yeah, not Terminator Dark Fate that I was tricked into watching. That's a whole <laughs> other story. Uh, I'm going to go with Ford versus Ferrari, too. Oh, great movie. We, we've uh, got Shia LaBeouf right here, actually, to oh, accept his re- award. So, uh, um, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, and thank you, Mr. LaBeouf. That, yeah. that was uh, quite the uh, accepted Boy, speech. He's intense. <laughs> yeah. Wow. As advertised. <laughs> All right, let's let's jump into uh, best actor. Mm. We're gonna do this, you know, a non traditional order here. Best actor in a leading role: Antonio Banderas in Pain and Glory, Leonardo DiCaprio in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, Adam Driver in Marriage Story, Joaquin Phoenix in Joker. No, Jonathan Price in The Two Popes. <laughs> uh, did, did you see The Two Popes? I have not seen The Two Popes. It's one of the ones I miss. It's really good. I was skeptical of it for some reason, but then I, I it was the director of City of God. Um, yeah, the Brazilian director. And I was like, oh yeah, I need to see this. And bam. It's, it's, good. it's good. How's yeah. John? How's Jonathan Price in it? He's very good. I don't know. Best actor, good. Hey, of the two popes, which one? He's better. better. Yeah, yeah. He's better than. Uh, um, I've heard of one pope, <laughs> but two. Okay, I've heard uh, of young pope, but new. <laughs> I, I, I uh, 
Uh, Joaquin Phoenix is fine in that movie, but that's insane. That He's gonna win. He is gonna win, and it's in, that's it's a travesty. The Academy's been Jokerified. Um, the other three, the ones that I watched, Antonio Banderas, Leonardo, Leonardo DiCaprio, and Adam Driver, are all just phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I got to go with Adam Driver, though. I, I mean, he was fantastic. In the work he does in that movie is uh, Scarlett Johansson's fantastic, and in that fight scene. She couldn't keep up. It was he was so yeah. so good. Man, there's that and the I'm not gonna spoil that. Like there's a musical number in the movie. Oh and he's, man. He's un he's that, unreal. That it's was unreal. one of my favorite moments yeah. watching movies this year. That that's that part. Oh, that I haven't so seen good. Marriage Story, but I have seen the clip where he punches the wall. And I've no nothing wrong with that clip at all. I think it was dumb that it was passed around as like a goofy thing. But I did watch the Mirowitz stories and another character very limply punches a wall like that. So it <laughs> much must just be a Noah Bongbach thing. Yeah. Gonna go ahead and give it to Adam Driver. All right. Not seen the film. Yeah. You did see Once Upon a Time in Hollywood and you were yeah. still going to give it to Adam Driver. Oh, okay. yeah. I mean, that or the Pope. Well, All right. I go against the Pope. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Next up, best actor who did not do a movie in 2019, <laughs> but instead just ate pizza on a yacht. Ooh. And for this category, we have Joseph Gordon-Levitt, <laughs> French Stewart, Jack Nicholson. Oh, or Gemini Man. <laughs> what do you guys think? I mean, I, I remember a paparazzi photo uh-huh. of Jack Nicholson that was. I mean, so he was fantastic in that performance. I, I think we got to go. I got to go with Jack so, on this. You one. know, I I think he deserves it for his earlier pizza eating on a yacht performance, but this is kind of a legacy one since he didn't get it that uh-huh. last year. So I mean, it's uh, funny point. we actually have him here right now to accept his award. <laughs> Thank you very much. <laughs> thank you, Mr. Nicholson. He is, oh, thank you, she. He, he's gone. He is uh, g- crouched with uh, Mr. LaBeouf behind stage now. <laughs> cool. Behind stage. <laughs> Industry term, folks. Yeah. Uh, next, we have uh, a best actress in a leading role. Uh, Cynthia Erivo and Harriet, Scarlett Johansson and Marriage Story, Sorcha Ronan and Little Women, Charlize Theron and Bombshell, and Renee Zellweger and Judy. You know, I three of these movies got bad reviews, and I did not see them. So this is like one of the few years that I just I haven't seen the majority of the acting nominations here. So I just saw Marriage Story and uh, Little Women, and it's really honestly kind of hard to compare those two because they're both so strong. Yeah, and so there's so little in that one. <laughs> I think I already gave one to somebody in Little Women, which is not <laughs> a good basis to do. Well, I already gave one to someone in Marriage Story also. What am I yeah, going to do? No, it's a tie. <laughs> uh, once again, didn't see any of these movies. Probably will see all of them that aren't Bombshell. Going to go ahead and give it to Searsha because I love the name. Yeah. What do you yeah. think, Mike? I, I've seen Judy. Uh-huh. Uh, and I got out. I saw it in Toronto and I got out of it. And it's it's a middling kind of biopic. Uh, but her performance is very good. Like she sings. Yeah. And it's kind of a comeback for her in many ways, even though it's not her first time back after a long. It's, it's her first big performance. And apparently she's been uh, working the Oscar circuit pretty yeah. hard like doing those she's gonna things. win yeah so she's yeah. gonna win i think <laughs> so why not? and it's about hollywood renee zellweger yeah <laughs> she wins <laughs> all right up next we've got best adapt who best adaptation of a beloved 19th century american book um i mean i i think there's really only one choice for this you guys will both agree uh, only 
Joker. I mean, I mean it's got to go to 1995's Tom and Huck starring <laughs> Jonathan Taylor Thomas and uh, Brad Renfo. Yeah. Uh, filmed right here in Springfield, Missouri, just outside of. Yeah. So, okay. A little lo- local love. That's a good one. All right. <laughs> good uh, one. <laughs> good award. Tied, tied it back in. Best director, which is inexplicably way lower than everything else on this. Okay. So Martin Scorsese for The Irishman. Whoever directed the Joker, Sam Mendes for 1917, Quentin Tarantino for Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, or uh, Bong Joon Ho for Parasite. I know I'm mispronouncing it. I can't remember the correct way. Uh, this is this is tough. I've really got to narrow it down. It's it's either Once Upon a Time in Hollywood or Parasite. But as far as just like sheer direction and management, managing tone, it's like that's what the job is. Tone management. I think you got to go with Parasite on this one. God, he's so good. Yeah, he's so good in this. Yeah, that's that's my pick for sure. Bong Joon. I haven't seen it. Want to see it very, very badly. So I, also going to go with him. Remembered that I forgot that I was going to give best actress to a, a woman who wasn't nominated. Oh. <laughs> oh, please, yeah, um, backtrack. Elizabeth Moss and her smell is oh. easily oh, the oh, best leading performance electric. this year. Male, female, don't care. She's the one hundred percent my favorite one. I'm so glad you saw that movie. Yeah, that, that really slipped by a lot of people, and her performance is for somebody you really don't like. You know, she is fantastic, and you just can't stop watching her. Yeah, she rules. Somebody maybe slipped me the poster for that one. I'm going to still go with Judy on that one. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Between the two films that I haven't seen. Uh, Did we say director? Yeah. Bong Joon-ho, why not? Yeah, absolutely. Up next, we've got best movie where the women are very little. (laughs) Uh, So, come on. Only really one choice for this. You guys agree, obviously. Yeah. it's got to go to Robert Zemeckis' 2018 film, Welcome to Marwin, with uh, the, the little women, uh, Janelle Monet, and uh, I'm sure that there was another actress oh, no. in, that, in that film. Uh, so yeah, yeah, but you know, better luck next year to Greta. <laughs> Great pick. All right, best picture. Wow. Ford v. Ferrari, The Irishman, Jojo Rabbit, the one about the one who tells the jokes, uh, Little Women. Marriage Story, 1917, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, or Parasite. Uh, Her Smell, not nominated. Wow. Inexplicably. (laughs) (laughs) Should have been. This is really tough. If I go with my favorite of these, I'd probably go with Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. And I have seen all of these movies. And uh, like them all but one, there's a couple that don't belong. I think JoJo and Ford v. Ferrari, maybe not that level of quality. But uh, and there's another one that definitely shouldn't. But man, oh, I love Little Women too. Shoot, this is so hard. I don't know. I don't know what's gonna win. I I'm torn between Once Upon a Time in Hollywood and Little Women. It's those two. I've only seen two of these movies, uh, unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> Did, didn't do a lot of new movie watching this last year, but uh, did a lot of nude movie watching. Yes. Yeah, well, <laughs> not a lot of new. I mean, movie that's watching. everything. Uh, I, I think I'm gonna go with the Irishman. I, I, I I'm like halfway through my second rewatch. <laughs> your first I, watch. No, <laughs> <laughs> I've gotten right up to the part in World War One. So I I told the story. I don't know if you heard this on the podcast, Mike. When I went to the Moxie, I just shout somebody down. Yeah, I did hear that. Wow. I'm sorry for my poor babe. And uh, yeah, I, I was glad to hear that you uh, got got involved. Yeah. I actually ran into somebody the other day who was at that screening. It's someone who has their own podcast. <laughs> it's like, anyway, I'm a hero. You ran into Mark <laughs> Maron? Point is, long story short, I'm a hero. Yeah. <laughs> 
All right. Um, Mike, did you decide on the best uh, picture? Yeah, I, my personal choice would be between Little Women and, and Parasite. Yeah. Uh, but I think 1917 or Once Upon a Time are going to be the two front runners, yeah. most likely. I think 1917 wins. It seems to have momentum right now. Mm-hmm. And it's like uh, people don't, it's just something that could, even though it's just kind of disturbing war movie in some ways, that people can agree on it because it's not a social commentary on the now. Yeah, uh, you know, yeah. and so I say just pick one, nineteen or seventeen. I <laughs> <laughs> I really like nineteen seventeen. Yeah, no, like I was, was kind of in the minority and I was really it was glad really to good, see it. I saw it. I saw it on the big screen, and I think everybody. Yeah, I mean it's 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 a ride, and it's yeah. a lot of fun to be there. And there's moments you're just like, how did they do uh-huh. it? It's um, like a rock solid four stars. Like it's not a five. It's a four. Yeah. It's just it's a strong four. Um, and um, you know, there's five other movies nominated that are better <laughs> than it is, but it's still really good. Sure. All right, uh, move on to our next one, Dan. Up next, we've got, and this is uh, one of our most popular categories, uh-huh. uh, Best New Prank Show. This one's pretty <laughs> exciting. We've, of course, got Prank Encounters with Gaten Matarazzo from uh-huh. Strangers Things. <laughs> we've got Goofy Goof Ups with James Kahn. <laughs> Louis Gossett Jr.'s Surprising Situations featuring Mick Fleetwood. I was a big fan of that one this year, actually. <laughs> Ellen Barkin's Requiem for a Prank Show. Gemini Man. <laughs> okay. And then, uh, of course, uh, the big new one on the scene. Oops, You Farted with Michael Jai White, <laughs> John Leguizamo, and Michael Sheen. Well, Spawn Reunion there. Um, man, I... I'm going to have to go with Oops, You Farted. <laughs> it sounds like a real good one. Have you you're, not seen You're it? a bit of a prank show connoisseur, right? <laughs> yeah. You love Those the pranks. Deep cuts. I, I mean, I, I'm a regular George Clooney. <laughs> okay. And then I <laughs> oh, distill I, my own <laughs> uh, tequila. You're a little bit of a rascal on set. And uh, trying to say. <laughs> yeah. Okay. The, the set here. Do we have a winner for that category? I mean... <laughs> I almost said everybody farted. <laughs> That's what the name right. <laughs> Who farted? What's it called? Oops, you farted. <laughs> Get it right. I That's think the that's winner. the consensus. Uh, unfortunately, Michael Jai White and uh, John Leguizamo and Michael Sheen could not be here tonight. So we do have Gaten Matarazzo oh, to boy. go ahead and uh, accept their award. Hey, what's up, guys? I it's me, Gaten Matarazzo from Stranger Things. And wow. Prank Encounters. So me, great Gaten to have you back so soon. Yeah, second week in a row. Pretty uh-huh. chill, right? Uh-huh. Uh, anyway, thanks for the award, guys. Oh, that's it. Okay. <laughs> Good. <laughs> <laughs> Later, Gaten. Now, we saved the most important category for last. Of course. And that is a Best Actor in a Supporting Role. Uh, nominees, Tom <laughs> Hanks. Uh, for a beautiful day in the neighborhood, which is surprisingly, surprisingly good. I like that performance a lot. Anthony Hopkins and the Two Popes, which I didn't see. The lesser of the Two Popes. I did just watch the movie Nixon, um, all three hours and ten minutes of it, and uh, wow. wish you'd uh, wish you'd gone a little bit over the, more over the top for old Nixon. Anyway, sure. unsolicited commentary on uh, the movie Nixon <laughs> for me, sir. Sir Anthony, if you're listening. <laughs> We've seen him do Hannibal Lecter. We know he can ham it up. And like, if you're going to have her do a hammy performance, Richard Nixon's one to do. All right. Al Pacino in The Irishman. Joe Pesci in The Irishman, which is a fantastic performance. And Brad Pitt in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. I don't know if there's ever been a more sure thing in the history of the Oscars than Brad Pitt winning this award. Hometown boy made right. I mean, the the big game 
and these Oscars that we're doing here tonight, <laughs> sponsored by Oscars Famous Ribs and Price yes, Cutter. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so excited that he's going to win uh, this award here tonight. I I really like Joe Pesci, the Irishman. Yeah. I, I think he's probably my favorite of, you kidding? of those. Uh, that's the only category that I've seen more than two of the performances. Oh. So I, uh, I, man. I just love Joe Pesci in that movie. He's, he's so, un, he's, so he's good. great, but he's going to split the vote with Al Pacino. So. Wow. <laughs> Classic third party Pesci. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. Listen, yeah, I'm, he's a Ross Perot. <laughs> yes. of the, I just decided, what did I watch this week? I watched some old movie that Brad Pitt was in California. No, I rewatched Snatch after I watched The Gentleman. Oh, yeah. oh. I've been been trying to only watch movies that I haven't seen before, but I just really felt like I need to rewatch Snatch after watching The Gentleman and I just decided that Brad Pitt is the the best movie star of all time. Not best actor, mm-hmm. but like a just difference. the best movie star. I mean, every movie he shows up, he just he just soars above everyone else on screen. Every movie he's in, I'm gonna have to go better Tom than Cruise. Jimmy's story. No, Tom you know, Cruise. absolutely not. Mm. Oh my goodness! No, no, I don't think so. Mm. Uh, Brad Pitt can do different personalities. Tom Cruise is always just Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise mm. went toe to toe with Philip Seymour Hoffman. Ooh. Yeah. Did he win? Uh-oh. No, no, <laughs> he didn't win. No, <laughs> he did. Okay. Anyway, that, I'm just, I, I, Matthew's my pick. Brad Pitt is my pick and, um, he's my dad. So, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I'm going to give it to the local boy as well. I, yeah. I love, Brad what do you Pitt. think, Mike? We've just, yeah, been no, I think Brad Pitt's going to get it. Yeah. And, and well, he's, he, he is, you're absolutely right. He's like a, a natural movie star. Yeah. Uh, he's incredibly charismatic on screen and he has enough range that he can do more than some big movie stars that might have been mentioned earlier. He's also very charitable. Maybe it's like, because I just watched <laughs> Interview with a Vampire oh, again oh, recently. That's a great and movie. Tom Cruise bodies him. Well, that okay. yeah. that's, that's like the point. one example. Yes. That I is think the you're one right. I think that's what's in my head. Yeah. He did not want to be on that set. That's like a documented <laughs> thing. He did not want to be in that movie. And he was <laughs> young. That was young. early <laughs> in his game, too. But that's I think you're right, though. He really does. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Tom Cruise is so good in that. Yeah. And Tom Cruise had been at it for longer, and he seemed like he... That's interesting. So he didn't want to be yeah. on the set. I read this book about Tom about Tom Cruise at one point a couple of years ago, and it talked about that. Like it wasn't a rivalry. It was just Brad Pitt was just <laughs> disinterested. Just didn't yeah. want to be doing it. Yeah, <laughs> that's the book I was reading. Dianetics. This book about Tom Cruise. <laughs> just some light pleasure reading before bed. You know how I how I what I have to do to fall asleep these days, Dan. I, I know exactly what you All have right. to do. So Brad Pitt, uh, he wins it for me. I think he's going to win the real award. It makes me I, really happy. I he was my mom's classmate at Kickapoo. They were in the same class. Yeah, he was a chief. That's yeah. great. Yeah. What does she say about him? Uh, he was really immature, and uh, it's weird that he's famous now, but she's also like proud of him, too. It's yeah. just, you know, kind of a mix. <laughs> I don't know. Well, fortunately, saying. we have Mr. Pitt here. No, we in don't. The, okay. Uh, well, uh, it seems that he has left through the back nah. door at some point during the show. <laughs> he was here, but he decided he, after me talking about what my mom thought of him, he walked out. So sorry about that. <laughs> Sorry, I said you were really bad in the interview with the vampire, Mr. Pitt. No, it wasn't about that. It was <laughs> all right. Let's end this carnage. <laughs> and, and that's the award show. That is the uh, episode of Spring Food Mo. Andy, we got anything to plug here at the end? Yeah, leave us reviews. You haven't done that in a while. Uh, leave reviews. Tell friends about the show. Um, Email us. Numbers, content, numbers question, have been stagnant. Anything for a while. Uh, we have a number you can look up on our instagram you can leave voicemails that oh kind yeah of thing. yeah that, that the uh 
something, something, something oats. I don't know the first three numbers, <laughs> but the last uh, four oats. Yeah, whatever. 501 oats. That's sure. it. Whatever. <laughs> Call that number. See what happens. <laughs> Mike, uh, anything you want to leave people with? Uh, I'm just happy to be on this. You guys are, it's impressive what you're doing. Uh, Congratulations. This is a weird no, one. No, don't, don't self-deprecate. <laughs> like it's, uh, it's exciting that, that you guys are doing this. Yeah. I appreciate are. that. And thank you for listening. I, so hey, you, you are someone who listens to the show on occasion. And thank you for doing what you do. It yeah. brings so much joy into both of our lives. We love the moxie. Absolutely. <laughs> Long time member. Everyone should be a member. It's such a good deal. There you I go. Know, you save money. That's what I should have done. Plug. Good plug. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, <laughs> I have an individual membership, which I think is $100, right? Yeah, and you get up to 40 free movies with that. Yeah, Whoa. you get into all these a free year. screenings, and you never pay more than $6 a ticket, which if you go at night, that's you're saving that's saving $3 per ticket at least, right? At least. I mean, it's it's so worth it. You get the popcorn, which I don't eat. You know, I don't eat popcorn, so that doesn't work for me. If you like popcorn, you get the popcorn and for the real most cheap, too. recent renovation is incredible. The seats in there are so comfy. I love the seats so much looks great sounds great great place love the moxie go there support it be a member cool stuff cool store the moxie cinema (laughs) (laughs) hey thanks for listening to spring food mo we really appreciate it and if you'd like to support our podcast guess what you can visit support.springfoodpod.com that's support.springfoodpod.com thanks for the money Spring Food Media.